Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <Currently in space. laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Keep that excitement. Keep that <laughs> level of excitement. Um, I hope you're as excited, uh, dear listener, to join us for the very first episode, first iteration of what is it untitled podcast let's say did we even like we never came up with a name (laughs) (laughs) not yet but it will happen i i i feel like this episode you know it'll become clear to us yeah what the name of the podcast should be and if not we'll just have our one million adoring fans write in suggestions (laughs) i love this for us (laughs) (laughs) so the format (laughs) <laughs> what was that and our million adorning, adorning fans <laughs> uh, absolutely absolutely so the the format of this is going to be me and carly are going to come in with a, a, a question we have a, a concern an idea and we're gonna we're gonna pick an oracle card and just kind of riff from there talk about what it might mean to us what um, we might be thinking about it during this time, what we might have learned r- recently, what we might be struggling with, you know, help each other, help ourselves and ho- hopefully, um, you know, help you one million, <laughs> one, one million listeners. It's crazy you know, we hit that number before our very first episode, <laughs> but, you know, we're good like that. We're good like that. So, well, you know, we and just, we're working outside of time and space, so that helps true. too. Yeah. That's true. So like so. 1 million now and like outside of time and space, that's like a hundred bajillion. So. <laughs> that's funny. Cause I was thinking a hundred bajillion as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> All right. I love it. So do you want to go first? Do you want to, do you want to wait first before we even start that? Do uh-huh. you have any ideas or thoughts or intentions you want to, you want to throw out there before we, for the, for the start of this podcast? Sure. You know, I think really my biggest intention here is for us to have fun because I feel like when we're moving in that space of enjoying what we're doing, even when we're working through the crud or kind of like the worms are coming up under the rocks, I feel like Mm. it's a lot easier to move through it. And, you know, I, it's my intention that we attract listeners who are going to be a good fit for whatever the content is that we're producing and that we find it easy to be in tune with that. And we create podcasts that are of service for them in their journeys. Well articulated. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Should we uh, tell them who we are? (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, you should already know where gosh. (laughs) We're Tom and Carly. uh, Yeah. yeah. Duh. We're like Madonna. We just—it's just one name, and you know who we are. Yeah, sure. You go first. Why don't you? Why don't you let people know? You're the more impressive of, of the duo here. So you you start. <laughs> okay. Well, hi, I'm Carly, and I don't know what is there. What's relevant here? You know, I'm on this journey, floating through time and space, trying to figure things out, just like everybody else. But. I guess to be a little more practical, I do energy work and I've been doing it for a while. And, you know, I guess one of my gifts or talents or whatever, I don't know, is seeing where energy is blocked and helping people shift that. And so I spend most of my time doing that and working through my own crap. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That one's time consuming too. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been thinking about recently, like working through your own crap is like almost in itself, just a full-time job. Like it's an all day, you know, type thing, just uh, figuring things out and growing, but it's, it's funny. Uh, you know, thank God I don't have a corporate nine to five. Otherwise, you know, it'd be a lot it'd harder be hard to, to get do that. things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hard to get it done. But yeah, For no, sure. great intro. Even underselling your kind of skills, I think, and abilities. You're very good at all of that type of stuff. A great intuitive as well. You know, all of that is really talented. From my side of things, my name's Tom, as you already know, of course. I have, yeah, been on this journey for a long time as well in, in very different ways along the journey, which has been nice. I feel like I've kind of shifted through religions, through practices, through ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think at this point, I, I really enjoy that because I feel like I have a broad scope of how I have been exposed to things and while also keeping a very grounded view, which mm-hmm. I've appreciated. And so, yeah, we, 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 we met through Paul Selig's work, through the work of the guides on retreats and, you know, quickly became friends and... It's, it's been crazy, like, you know, us growing together as friends and students and, you know, just mm-hmm. along this kind of journey and, and, and seeing that take place has been really cool. And I mean, Paul's work, you know, we're, gonna, we're probably going to get into a lot because I know he's been such yeah. a big influence on us, on us both, the, the guides, has been absolutely incredible. And so, yeah, that's how we met and got together. And like my work with them now and like as a student of their work has been really, I would say like a lot of it up to the, like a lot of my spiritual thoughts and development and practices and ideas and readings were kind of like the building of the foundation of Mm -hmm. the rocket ship, like the platform. And then the guy's work is like the rocket ship that just like (laughs) kind of shoots you out into space, you know? And you're like, oh crap, here I go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm chilling, I'm on this platform, you know, things look pretty good from up here. And then then it's like, well, nope, now it's time to get on the rocket. And you're like, well, what? And it's been an awesome, exciting journey, but yeah, crazy, crazy nonetheless. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny to see what comes up, which is, I think, what kind of led us here, right, to this podcast is, you know, as we explore through these things that come up for us and really seeing the value in the contrast, the value in the struggles and the challenges. And it's, I don't know, it is an incredible ride. And I know for me, like in my work, I've been on this journey for over 20 years. I started in 2001 when I went to college. And I guess I'm a little older than you. Are we in the same generation? Like your generation like knows know. how to stay, save stuff off of Google Maps. And I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty low technological bar. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like perfectly in between Gen Z and millennials. And like, that's how okay. I like it. I don't want to be, okay. you know, too heavy in either. But yeah, that's where I'm at. That's funny because I'm on the cusp of the Gen X and millennials. So like I'm considered like a geriatric millennial, which I think is rude because I'm like, I'm not that old. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I always forget Gen X exists. I feel like no one talks about them, you know, like everyone's got jokes about boomers, (laughs) about millennials, about zoomers, but like Gen X, like no one even 
like acknowledges their existence. It's a little sad, honestly. Well, and you know, for the people who are in Gen X, they would say, well, that figures, right? <laughs> That's funny. So hi out there, all you Gen Xers. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So do you have a question? Do I have a question? Do you have a question? Do you want to go first? I don't think I do. Yeah, you go first. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know, you would think we would come prepared to the podcast with one requirement, like meeting that one requirement. But no. Okay. No, not us. To be fair, I thought the requirement was to bring the cards, which we did. So. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to shuffle. I'm going to shuffle and think of the question while I shuffle and, you know, kind of give my intention while doing that while i do that you do a little riffing do a little spiel do a, do okay keep the people in to keep people entertained because they can't see you <laughs> shuffling your wait are we also video recording this i don't even know what's happening right now but i love this oh um, <laughs> yes we are video recording it we don't have to use the video <laughs> now we do now we do, now we that, do. Was, that was incredible um but yeah i figured it was good to have both mediums and it's nice yeah. to actually see you while I'm doing it. Most of the time when I do podcasts, it's just audio. So it's nice to actually. Yeah, this is way more fun. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then I can it like see your intimate. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, what I hear around this. Oh, so I guess one thing that I should share is that I don't just sit here talking to myself, although sometimes it does look like it. So I do like receive bits of information. And so one of the bits of information that I hear around this is that we don't necessarily have to have like a concrete question. It would also be okay if we intend to pull a card to set us on the journey. So Uh, if you don't have anything specific, we can work that way too. And really we're making up the rules so we can like make up what whatever we want <laughs> we do whatever the fuck we want we do no one can tell it does otherwise yeah no That's i like funny. that i like i like i like setting just an intention for just what we need to know or or guidance or you know um what's mm-hmm. next or yeah just yeah what's, what's coming uh, up yeah, yeah what's in the works all right i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna i got a i got a really fun ganesh deck here that i really like i, I just bought it Shout out to Angela Hartfield. Really, really enjoy this deck. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Deck. I'm gonna fan out the cards here. Give it some energy and 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 take a pull, and we'll we'll see what we get. We'll see what we get. It's like uh, you know, those uh, McDonald's Happy Meals where you get a toy every time. You know, yeah, sometimes and you, you like get the keep going back. Best match bar, and sometimes yeah, <laughs> you have to like collect them all and get the you know Inspector Gadget. That was that was where I was at. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, I found my card. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and pull a card too. I don't think we need to wait. Um we'll and the deck that I'm using, I've been using this deck for a long time. This is the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle Cards by Colette Baron Reed. Ooh. So I just pulled Revelation, which is one I think Ooh. we got the other day, which is funny. Um, Revelation 15. All right, I'm going to read it. Like I said, gorgeous card here. Gorgeous card. I'm going to dive right into it. Revelation. Get ready for key changes in your external and internal worlds. You have come to the end of a cycle and it is time for you to create something new. Through this card, 
Ganesh is indicating that it's time to break down some of the structures that you have created in your world. This has the potential to feel painful and challenging if you resist the process. This revelation coming to you may relate to your ego and your illusion of separateness from others. You will develop a new perspective on things and your revelation will help you grow stronger, wiser, and more composed. You might encounter some challenges along the way, but these are necessary for your spiritual spiritual growth and enlightenment. Honest, honesty will bring about a positive change even if you experience some pain and anxiety through the process. When you begin to reach your goal, you will come to realize that your true security and strength lie within yourself and your relationship to the universe and not some false belief system or artificial created world. Be willing to reveal your truth to those around you. This might have been this exact card I got when we pulled them the other day. Yeah, if it wasn't you, it was Rupee. Because that card definitely came out. And, you know, it's really fascinating. So, you know, I went ahead and pulled a card too. And the card that I pulled was the serpent, which is representative Mm. of healing and knowledge. And I feel like these two cards tie really, really nicely together. And I think that it speaks to the journey that we're undertaking here with this podcast too, right? Because that's kind of the intention is to allow these things to come up that we're seeing a change in our internal and external worlds that change in the external world is look we're doing this the change in the internal world is the impact that it has on us and as we move through this we learn we expand we grow we heal and we share that with other people yeah no i like that i mean and and looking at this card you know it talks about kind of the the revelation and the the contrast and the creating of a new perspective on things which i mean mm-hmm. you know we talked about this the other day but i've been having i feel like that's been one of the big things happening recently is is the contrast where i'll sit <laughs> and <laughs> what <laughs> I just always giggle at the contrast <laughs> because it's such a shit show, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. thank you so much, shit show. <laughs> no, 100%, 100%. And it's like, you know, I'll, I'll sit in meditation and I'll, I'll, I'll get to such a wonderful place of stillness and I'll feel and I can see like the perfection in things and it's so beautiful and it's, it feels so powerful Mm-hmm. And a part of me feels like, you know, that's who I am and can be 24-7. Like, I can be in that place 24-7. And then later in the day, I'll go to the gym and play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll step onto the basketball court. And all of a sudden, it's like I'm a, you know, five-year-old who got picked last at a gym <laughs> class. And all the other kids are like making fun of me every time I like take a shot because it didn't go in or something, you know, and I have the complete opposite feeling, just this feeling of like my whole sense of self-worth is dependent mm-hmm. upon like this basketball going in the hoop. And mm-hmm. that specifically that and like a little bit of work stuff, money stuff, you know, which is always a lingering, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But it's like mm-hmm. those have felt like the big areas of contrast for me. And it's funny because basketball seems so trivial, but I have so much history around it. And it's it it really does have an attachment that I really don't find elsewhere in life. And so it's mm-hmm. so funny to see how 
something so i know it's trivia i know basketball is bullshit it's you know a bunch of men throwing a ball around like that's what it is and yet it it, it has like such this power which i think is funny and relates to the entire journey right even the things that mm-hmm. we think are so important a lot of the time it's just us giving it that power yeah yeah i know you know i find the basketball example to be hilarious just so you know (laughs) (laughs) me too me too i'm glad you i'm glad yeah i think it's a trip and you know it's funny because you could be choosing to learn in much harder ways but you're not you know you're choosing to learn in this way where you're like hey this is a pastime you know this is something that isn't like major life chaos and major life trauma and i think that's a really graceful way to learn you know because i know when i was in my late teens and most of my 20s i was not doing anything gracefully you know i was learning each <laughs> lesson i could as hard as i could yeah. like just getting like fucking yeah. hammered down like <laughs> you know and then it wasn't until i was like well into my 30s that i was like oh we don't have to do it like that. Like we can ask for this to be with more gentleness, more ease and more grace. So I know I'm, I just whispered to myself, like, and I hear with this, like with you around the basketball, like this is really just like some old programming stuff that as you refine your frequency, as you dig deeper into your knowledge and your healing, it just is coming up to be refined. So yeah. how cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I think it's funny because I have, like, I feel like I've given up so much of the big stuff. I've been so blessed to like have this journey where I did fall face first, you know, so often on all of the big stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just kind of <laughs> lost my mind with it. You know, like you get to the point where you're like, what the fuck? Like nothing I'm trying to do is working. You know, it's just, it's just not working. And, and so you, you just have to surrender it. And I feel like I've Mm -hmm. been lucky and blessed where I have been able to, you know, reach that point with so much of the big life stuff of just like being able to surrender it over and over. And each time you trust a little more that that next surrender is going to work and Mm -hmm. it's going to be easier and it's going to be more perfect than you can imagine. And that very Mm -hmm. first time it's fucking hard because, you know, it's like jumping out into the void, but each time it gets a little bit easier. And so I I think that's part of the humor for me as well around basketball is like, oh, you know, I've (laughs) surrendered all of these big things. And I I do find so much peace in my life, which I'm, I feel so Mm -hmm. grateful for. And then there's like basketball, which I'm <laughs> like, no, nope, can't give this one up. I need to make my three-pointers. <laughs> if I'm not hit threes That's that day, so fuck, you know, like there's no God. <laughs> All is chaos. It's <laughs> oh, <I get> it. <laughs> funny. Yeah, it is. And it's funny how that works too. You know, I, I've also been practicing surrender a lot. And I think that's been part a huge part of my knowledge and healing that it's expanding, you know, because I too, you know, jumped off the deep ends and I've done it, you know, I, I was thinking about it the other day and I've done it a lot of times now, you know, stepping out into yeah. something that's completely scary and completely new and completely unknown. And, you know, I know that it was when we met in Costa Rica, so it's been a little over a year. 
I was gearing up for, to host my first retreat. And I know you were around for this when I asked a question of the guides about like what I could do to, you know, support myself in being successful in this street retreat for the highest and best of the people attending. And I hated the answer <laughs> that I got. And it was, I, there were a lot of tears around it. I was gripping onto it so hard and the wanting it to be perfect that, you know, the advice was to surrender, to give yourself permission to fail. Maybe that's what you need. Give yourself permission to fail at the three pointers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. Right? Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After I make a few first, then maybe I could fail on one of them yeah. or something. <laughs> like, all right, fine. <laughs> Yeah, I made 10 in a row like that, so I can miss one. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't think I've ever connected a basketball through a hoop like, in my whole entire life. So even that phrasing of connecting a basketball through a hoop is just the most unbasketball way to phrase that. So yeah, yeah I'm not uh, great at sportsing. So <laughs> No, but, but so, you know, and with that surrender and it really was a practice and it's been something that I've probably been practicing for my whole entire existence on this earth, but really giving yourself the permission to fail, giving yourself permission to have a lot of fun with it. And then just saying, okay, I'm along for the ride, you know, and man, it is, is it a practice (laughs) (laughs) because it totally is. And it's like learning how to drive a car, learning how to ride a bike. Like you don't nail it at first. And it sounds like basketball is giving you great opportunities to go back and practice this every time you hit the court. Is it a court? (laughs) I I suck at sports sports analogies. Yeah. No, I, I do. I fully agree there. And it, it is a great opportunity to learn. And I think that's one of the reasons why I keep going back to it is, is I know mm-hmm. there, there's something there that I, I, I need to let go of. I need to surrender. And that's, that's fun. That's part of the journey. I mean, it, it is funny how when you feel the density, you know, it's, you know, there's time for work to be done there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's opportunity there. And so, you know, so much of our normal everyday life without practice is kind of running away from what hurts or what feels yeah. heavy or what we're afraid of. And I think one of the great gifts of this type of practice, this type of journey is knowing that it's best to sit with that, that it's best to work with that, to hold it lightly, to know, Mm -hmm. you know, yourself beyond it, to, to be able to laugh at, you know, laugh at the, the hilarity of, of the ego and, and what it likes to attach (laughs) itself to and its sense of security to. Yeah. And its sense of worth to it. it, It's, it's funny at the time when it's serious life shit, it never feels funny. It's like, Oh my God, this is the worst. But it is it, it is funny, you know, when you when you do have the perspective after to like kind of zoom out on things. Yeah, and I feel like that's a that's a really important practice I think for us too, is to practice, especially when we're in the thick of things, and especially if we're feeling overwhelmed by things, is to remind ourselves, hey, if I back up from this and I take like a bird's eye view, this is like a little blip on the radar. You know, like, yeah, this might alter the trajectory of my life, but that's cool. You know, like that's the whole, 
idea. Like we are continuously here to grow and expand and learn and work through all the crap that we picked up early in our lifetimes and before that, you know? And it's funny how I think the surrender, you know, like when I'm working in healing sessions with people, a lot of this stuff tends to happen in layers. So like we come back around to things. And I know when I was first on this journey, I'd be pissed because I'd be like, I fucking dealt with that already. Well, you did, but only at the level of consciousness that you could understand. And so mm. now you're at a different level of consciousness. And so you're relating to these things or these things are happening for you in a much different way. And so, you know, that back to that practice of surrender, I fucking nailed it for the retreat. Like I surrendered so hard for like for months leading up to it. And it was funny because I didn't actually surrender as hard as I thought I had because we get to like a week before the retreat and all this stuff starts going wrong. Like, you know, air quotes wrong. And, you know, like, it's like this fell apart and that fell apart and oh shit this and oh no that. And finally, I got to the point that I was like, oh, you surrendered parts of this, but not actually the whole thing. And when I finally let that last piece that I was gripping onto go, everything fell into place. And we had a wonderful time. Like it was perfect. It was exactly what we were needing. And I'm like, holy shit, how cool is that? And, you know, like, oh, wow, the guides were right, first off. And of course they were. Like, they see things from that perspective, you know? Like, they're not living in this tiny little life that I'm living in trying to make things happen. Which, by the way, is backwards. That's a different podcast. But, you know, then we had the opportunity to practice that again. Because, as you know, and our million followers will soon find out, my husband is active duty. And so we get transferred to new duty stations. And so we got orders for our new, our next duty station. And when you look at the actual, like real world details of it, it seemed very daunting, right? Like the housing there is, there's limited housing and the, the, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Real, real estate prices were super high. Right. And like, you know, we weren't finding anything like blah, 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 blah. So then I'm like, oh, that's right. Surrender is on my plate <laughs> as <laughs> always. And so I started surrendering details of it and we started feeling more and more okay with whatever happens, happens. But I found later on, looking back on it, I found that I was still just like the retreat, gripping onto a part of it of how it needed to be. And in this case, yeah. the amount of money that I was willing to spend on the house, you know, like we had pre-qualified for like $50,000 more than I was like willing to spend, you know? And so it was, it was interesting because we were heading out to the mountains where we live now is kind of gross and dry and hot. And where we're moving to is fantastic. I'm so excited. So on one of our escapes from this area, we're driving out to the mountains and I suddenly got very clearly, we need to change our parameters for our house search. And then the next message I got is we need to start packing this week. And so that was on Sunday. And then, so Monday we reached out to the realtor. She changed our search parameters. Thursday, we started packing Friday. The house came on the market and I found it like, as soon as it was listed, I had an instant yes feeling to it. So by Sunday, she had gone to do the open house and sent us the videos of it. 
and by Monday we were under contract. And ever since then, we're about to close. It's like a 30 day close. So like super fast. And it's just been wild because once I finally surrendered that last piece, everything is just clicking into place. And we even did it contrary to what people tell you to do. We did it during Mercury retrograde and everything was great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I think there's a lot to be said for surrender. (laughs) No, a hundred percent, you know, and that's such a two great examples of it really. And it's funny because Mm -hmm especially with big life stuff, if I'm feeling worried about surrendering or something, I'm feeling anxiety around mm-hmm. something. I always like to just look back on other times in which I really did surrender and go like, okay, well, how did mm-hmm. that turn out? And the answer is always perfect. Yeah. Always, every single time. And I just look back over example, over example. And it's like, well, that was perfect. That was perfect. That was so like, all right, what the <laughs> fuck else am I going to do? You know, like really, yeah. you, you know, and I find that to be so helpful to just remind myself of all the times that, you know, because of surrendering, I, it became better than I could have imagined it was. And again, we don't mean surrendering yeah. here of like, you know, oh, I'm not going to do anything. Up. I'm going to sit on the couch mm-hmm. and yeah, or get, you know, uh, removing yourself and just saying, oh, it'll all, you know, God will take nah. care of you. They'll do it for me. <laughs> It's, you know, it's about having an active participation without expected Mm -hmm. outcome and surrendering the outcome, doing your part, you know, being the potter who makes the pot and, and surrendering, you know, the, what, if, whether people like it or not, whether it comes out good or not, and just being, you know, sitting there with the pot and on, on the table type thing. And like when, and, and that surrender, it, it it always works. It does. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. And we you know when you were talking about the pot, I instantly started planting flowers in it. <laughs> well, like, that's true. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna plant well, whatever we want. <laughs> plant flowers, and you water it, and you give it sun, and the rest is up to the flower, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. But I think it's funny, like, like you're mentioning with the kind of like selected surrender, which I, I, I like that <laughs> phrase now that I say <laughs> selected surrender, which I think yeah, we all. That. Our ego, our ego likes to do because it, it feels a bit more safe, right? Well, oh, I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. you this. It's more of a bargain, but I, you know, let me keep this part of it. Or like that yep. part I can give up because I don't care as much, but this part, you know, this is the really important part. But it's funny because like the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, like knows. It knows when you mm-hmm. fully surrender and it knows when you, you can't trick it. The ego can't trick it. You can't like pretend mm-hmm. your way through it. You know, yeah, yeah. You can't bargain your way through it. There's none of that. You know, it, it cannot be tricked. And it's so funny because almost every time the ego will try and, you know, pull, pull a quick oh, one yeah. over never works. <laughs> yeah. It's like toddlers, like testing the boundaries of the limits, you know, <laughs> like, that's the ego, a perpetual yeah. toddler. No, it's uh, yes, in every way, just a perpetual toddler is the ego, just trying to hold on to their new toy or, you know, what they think they should win every single game, every single game they, they should win. And if not, the rules yeah. get changed. <laughs> Maybe that's your basketball thing. You're a perpetual toddler in basketball. Thanks. Yep. That was what I was looking to hear today. <laughs> <laughs> I was working with a client a couple of weeks ago and the term, what was it? Energetic puberty came up. 
I was like, it's fine. Mm. You're just going through energetic puberty. That was not a welcome term probably, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it is right. Like, you know, <laughs> as we're like, you know, getting onto this path and as the, you know, the contrast starts coming up for us, it's easy to get back into that. You know, it's just like, think about when you went through puberty, like your hormones were all over the place. You were all over the place. And I do think that it can be a lot like that for people. So going from your toddlerhood to your energetic puberty, and then once you get through puberty, you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> we yeah. can do this. Yeah. Welcome to yeah. adulthood. Yeah. No, I, huh. I, I like that. I like that analogy. And it's funny because after you do go through the puberty, and it is a very hard part because it, it, it feels rough. It feels back and forth. It feels like a battle, you know, and it's, it's, it's dense and it's, it's you don't want to give up and there's fighting and there's this clawing and teething and gnashing and the gnashing of teeth but then <laughs> <laughs> when you do reach adulthood there each lesson becomes easier and you realize you can learn in mm -hmm. peace and you realize your yeah. life can be in peace and your relationships can be in peace and it's such a beautiful transition to like knowing that all of that was so beneficial and you've now yeah. at this point where things can be so lovely in ways you, you, you really didn't ever believe possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, in just how you live your life, how you carry yourself, your relationships. And it, it's yeah. so interesting. It is, you know, and the other thing that I think is really beautiful about the surrender, a couple of things come in here around this is that, when you allow yourself the space to surrender, you allow the universe to create what is truly intended for you versus mm. trying to dictate the parameters of things, which is the equivalent of limiting source of saying, I know better than God or the universe or source or whatever you like to call it. And this is how it's got to be. But that's such right. a small, like limited thinking, you know? And the other thing with our, puberty is once you get into adulthood, I think that there's also this real genuine appreciation for all of those hormone fluctuations, right? For all of those yeah. times when you did like dive deep into the gutter, because you know? that's what it was like for me, diving deep into the yeah. gutter over and over <laughs> and over again. Like, like, <laughs> no, <thanks>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And now I'm like, man, I really do appreciate learning with the gentleness, ease and grace. And it doesn't mean that things aren't still hard sometimes, but it means that my relationship with the things that happened is so drastically different that I experience it in a much different way. And I, like you were saying before, I hold it much more lightly and I'm able to kind of I don't know. It feels like floating through it versus trudging through the mud, which is how I used to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's funny outside my window right now, someone is blowing giant bubbles. So sorry, I got distracted oh, fun. for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice little, uh, I think it's on, on theme. I like that. Yeah, I was about to say that's a nod from the universe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do fully agree there. I mean, it, it is, it makes you, so much more grateful. And, and, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot is it's funny because like this path, you'd only ever go on it if it makes things better and more peaceful and easier and happier and lighter and more joyful. 
because otherwise there would be no reason to ever do this. Like this is hard fucking work and it's like scary work. And <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's unlike anything we would ever normally do. And you don't get money from it. You don't get a claim from it. No one's going to give you a prize or any of that shit. <clears throat> or an attaboy. Like, yeah. Yeah. The only reason this is the work and it is what it is, is because it makes things better. It makes you more loving. It makes you happier and easier. And like, that's why we continue on this journey is because that's, that's the destination. That's both the journey and the destination. And mm -hmm. if it didn't do those things, it wouldn't be worth going on. There's a story of the Buddha that I love. This might take a minute, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sorry. I got it. It's fine. <laughs> so there's this story of the Buddha where they, they were, you know, mobile in which they'd travel from like town to town. And there was a time during monsoon season where they had to stay in a town for an extended period of time. And normally mm -hmm. they, they wouldn't do that, right? They just keep traveling, but they had to stay somewhere for an extended period of time. And, and there was a bunch of monks and, and the Buddha. And so they were kind of trying to find housing wherever they could in this small kind of town. And so the Buddha's kind of right-hand man, Anada, he was, I think that's how you pronounce it. He was walking around the town and a prostitute said to him, hey, I know you're looking for housing. Come stay with me. I have an open room. And he goes, uh, yeah, that's very generous of you. Let me just make sure it's okay with the Buddha. Mm -hmm. And so he goes back and he goes in front of the Buddha who's sitting in front of all the other monks. And he's like, Buddha, you know, I found lodging. This nice, you know, this woman, this prostitute said I could stay with her. And all of a sudden, all the monks erupt in laughter. They're like, what? Are you kidding? Like, we're going to lose you forever. That's it. You're gone. Why would you stay with, you know, the temptation? You're, you're gone. Yeah. You're done. There's, you'd be a monk no more. And the Buddha goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. what are you talking about here? And <laughs> th those were his exact words, actually. Yeah, it sounds hey, like it. Oh, slow down. Hey. <laughs> the Buddha's suddenly from New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. But uh, that's what new us New Yorkers believe, that everyone yeah. notable is from New York. L yeah, literal translation. <laughs> Accent and all, nailed it. <laughs> but the Buddha was like, oh, you all think this is, you know, a better path than monkhood. You're saying like, mm -hmm. she's so powerful. Sex is so mm. powerful. That is better than being a monk. He's like, I... I'm here because I want the best life possible. I'm here because mm -hmm. I want the best thing possible. If you're telling me that's it, then I too am going to go stay with, with her. <laughs> and and all the other monks are like, what the fuck? Like, why are we following this guy? He's, he's going to go, him and his right-hand man are going to stay with a prostitute? Like, this is terrible. This is the worst outcome. And so they ended up going to stay with her. Mm -hmm. And the other monks were, you know, jealous and curious and they would like peek over the fence and they'd see her like dancing for them and cooking for them. And the, every day they'd be like, oh, they're lost. They're gone forever. No more monks, you know, we've lost them to this woman. And every no day Buddha. they'd see her. Yeah, yeah. No more Buddha. You know, they'd see her entertaining them and, and them sitting quietly. And finally, after the month, the month ends and all the monks are collected and, and they're all looking around and waiting and they're like, oh, are they going to show up? Is that it? Or are, are we done? And both Buddha and Anada come back and along with them is a third monk, the prostitute. 
And I, nice. I, I just think it, yeah, exactly. They recruited another <laughs> into the cult. <laughs> no, but I, I just think it's like such a lovely uh, story of, you know, uh, the truth of the matter is that like, th- that's, this is the path because it is the path. Like this isn't something you have to convince yourself of. This isn't something you have to like twist your arm about or like, really give up the things that make you happy that genuinely are Mm -hmm. beneficial to you. Like this is the path of what is most beneficial to you at the highest level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely, you know, a lot of the work that, that I, that I do with clients and, you know, I guess the work that I'm doing for myself is really about aligning with your soul's intent and purpose and bringing that into form. And that like, when you're doing that, that's, that's this, right? Like essentially we're all the prostitute, right? <laughs> yeah, and we then are. The booty comes in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's all of us. And then when the, the Buddha yeah. appears for us, we're like, Oh yeah, this is the path. That's right. I'm going to change the way I'm doing things because I think with that, you know, the things that we enjoy also change. You know, like Mm. I know early on this path when I was still, you know, I'm still working through stuff like, you know, we're all still letting go of stuff. But when I was first moving through a lot of trauma, you know, I had, I had so much trauma up until the time I was about 28 or so. And, you know, as I was moving through that, it certainly became I don't know. It changed the things that I enjoyed. Right. So I was a really heavy drinker and I was doing a lot of really, we call them non-life affirming things. So I was, Mm. you know, we'll use your imagination that you're probably accurate. Right. (laughs) And now from this perspective with the frequency that I hold now, like those things just aren't appealing anymore. You know, like I don't drink anymore. I don't do those things that are not life affirming. Like, do I still have some non-life affirming habits? Yes. But, you know, (laughs) nothing like, you know, then. So that's pretty great story. Thanks for taking the minute to tell that. (laughs) You're welcome. No, but I I do fully agree. I mean, I was actually just talking about this with my barber while I was getting a haircut. He was talking about how he just had a breakup and, Mm -hmm. you know, he had been decided not to be super upset about it in the way of like, you know, feeling sorry for himself and falling into bad old habits and all that. And instead he Mm -hmm. um, started running more and, and, and working on some projects he had been putting to the side and stuff like that. And he told me about, he had a call from his old buddy who is basically like one of his drinking buddies, like, yo, come out, come on. You just got broken up with, let's hit the town. Let's do a big, And, you know, he, at first he told him, yeah. And then he sat on it and it's like, no, like I'm allowed to say no, you know, Mm -hmm. this is not what I want to do. And he, he thought about, you know, the next morning of the hangover and the consequences Mm. and how he would feel about himself and breaking out of the, you know, good habits he was in. And I think, you know, that's such a, it's, it's a great example of, of really how it is of, you know, when we realize truly what the cost is of a lot of these things that we're doing and we say we enjoy we can't help but realize like it's not worth it it's not something Mm -hmm. i actually enjoy right like 
it's it's either an escape or it's an old habit or something that's really not serving me anymore. And and when you do realize, truly realize like, hey, this isn't to my benefit, it's you, you almost can't keep doing it because why would you, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's awesome. When It's really fun to reach that point with something where it's like, I can't do this anymore because it's just, it's not worth it. Like, why would yeah. I even... You know, it it, it could take a really long time to get there. I know it has for me for some things, but it it is really nice when you do reach that point. You're like, ah, finally. (laughs) Yeah. I've been toiling over this for so long. Yeah. I've been working on this for 20 fucking years. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely come out of my mouth before. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get it the moment you get it. You're like, oh, yeah great. You know, I think it becomes a practice of, is this something that is allowing me to flow energy in the most life enhancing way? And Mm. I know when, you know, when I started asking myself that question, the, the way that I was spending my time and the way that I was moving through the world really started to change, you know, and I Mm. found myself noticing the spots where I was in judgment and where I was in fear and where I was in all these old non-life affirming ways of moving through the world and that awareness. Oh my God. First, it really sucks. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm fucking judging everybody. <laughs> and then you soften around it, you know, and you're like, okay, well you were doing the best you could with what you had and what you knew. And now you know better and you can do something better, you know? And then yeah. you start to just hold it really lightly where like you with the basketball, it's just fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm seeing this contrast and ha ha ha. (laughs) No, and I I especially like what you're saying about the softening around it, you know, because that Mm -hmm. is really such a big part. I mean, we like to beat ourselves up over all the, all our bad habits, all the things, you know, we still hold on to too tightly or, or whatever. And it, it really is not helpful it's antithetical to, to what we're actually trying to do, right? Is is beating mm-hmm. the shit out of ourselves. And that really do, is part of the game, right? Part of the ego's game. It, it tricks itself mm-hmm. into giving it more attention, throwing more fuel on the fire, you know? I, mm-hmm. I, I think of it as an analogy of, you know, what we give our attention to, we're just throwing more logs on, on whatever fire that is. And if it starts as just a small ember, even just you know, beating ourselves up about it or, or focusing on it or narrowing down, it, it, it's just throwing mm-hmm. more logs onto that fire and it's going to get bigger and bigger. And that's kind of where you can yeah. get into consuming ideas or habits or, or, or cyclical, you know, thought patterns and stuff like that, where oh, yeah. it isn't easy to detach from those thought patterns when you are stuck in them or when that's like a blazing inferno, but it is, you know, exactly what you need <laughs> to do and be soft about it. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that was one that I really struggled with for a really long time of, you know, no, you know, when I started the pattern of noticing the places where I was out of sync with my higher self or where I was doing things that were not helping me hold steady the light, I spent a really long time beating that part of me up, you know, cause, but it's the ego's job. Like the ego's job is to keep you safe and it likes to keep you small. It likes to keep you in a routine. And it wasn't until I took a sound healing class a, a few years ago and the class itself was great. It was a lot of fun. And I love working with frequency, 
but maybe one of the most impactful things that I took away from it was just like one of those like side notes, you know, where he's like, yeah. well, you know, we're always trying to fight our egos, but really we could just make friends with it. And for some reason I was like, I never thought of that. <laughs> Here yeah. I've been trying to fight this thing for the last 20 years. And I'm like, oh yeah, no shit. Make friends with it. And that makes so much sense now. We're overlaying the personality body with the love of the soul of the, you know, the monad, the Christed self, whatever you like to call it. And yeah, that's a beautiful way to lift it instead of trying to beat it black and blue and purple. <laughs> and and that's the only way you can do it at the end of the day, right? Like you can't yeah. reach reach the final stage or what you're leveled where you want to be soul-wise by beating the shit out of yourself. Like it's it's you just can't you can't do it. It's not gonna work like that. At some point you have to give it that love and that grace and and see it as just as much as of God as anything, just kind of refuting yep. that. You know, yeah. I I think about this kind of realization. I on our first trip, Paul retreat, I had that that it, it was a really fun one, and it was hilarious. And it was when I believe it was when the guides had were standing in front of us, and it was mm. such a powerful experience. And just the the second they kind of stood in the room, it I, I described this because it was unlike anything I've ever felt in ever mm -hmm. but instantly the energy in the room like shot up like it felt like you were at the super bowl on the final play <laughs> when everyone was sitting quietly in their chairs you know it was just like boosh. and when they were just moving around the room it was like paul was like a floodlight and the closer yeah. he got to me it was just stronger and stronger to the point where like he, I was in the last row and he was at the first row and it was so powerful. It was like a floodlight, like just, just like shooting yeah. all of the shit off me, like a fire hose, you know, just <laughs> fly, you know, throwing mud everywhere and dirt and still just flying <laughs> off me. And, but it was so powerful like that. But, you know, especially at that time, I was struggling a lot with my thinking mind and, and still, mm -hmm. you know, had some, you know, meditative ideas around like killing the thinking mind and such, mm -hmm. and such. And I was just in that energy and it was so powerful. And I was thinking and all of a sudden, like it was almost, I saw this vision almost as if my thinking mind itself, like pulled back the curtain, like in the wizard of Oz mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. behind the curtain was, was Krishna <laughs> was God. Yeah. And like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how, how are you the thinking mind? Like this thing I've been battling with, this thing that has like been destroying my life that is, you know, causing the yeah. most craziness and pain and suffering. And, and it's you, Krishna. And he was just like, who else could it be? What else could it be? Yeah. You know, what else could the thinking mind, what else could any of this be but God? And it was just yeah. like such a hilarious – I. I remember like everyone was like crying, was like everyone was spewing tears everywhere. And I was just in the back like laughing and I like couldn't stop laughing because <laughs> it was just so fucking hilarious to me that like the big bad wolf was, was, was God. Like you pull, <laughs> you pull the curtain away and it, it was just like Krishna standing there laughing like, he, he, guess what? <laughs> guess what, motherfucker? Got you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Like I tricked you. And, that's so funny. You know, well, you know I, I think it's about like, that. <laughs> that's funny. 
You know, it's like the guides talk about like what you bless blesses you back, what you damn damns you back. And I know, you know, it's really interesting because I often find that when I'm working with clients, there is, you know, like I'll work with like 15 clients in a week and there's usually like a theme that everybody who's coming to me that week, like it ties together where people are experiencing similar things. You know, it's really like sparked my interest in understanding kind of like planetary movements a little more because astrology is never something I've studied. Like you, I've studied a lot of different things, a lot of different like healing modalities and religion and philosophy and metaphysics and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but never really astrology. But I, I do find it fascinating that especially, I was like, why did I tell you this? Oh, because especially lately, I am finding that people are very, becoming very aware of how they're damning themselves. So like, mm. what aspect of yourself are you not currently accepting? What, what aspect of yourself or behavior in yourself are you calling bad or wrong or stupid or evil or, you know, all those really yucky things that we say about it? Like for, for a lot of people, it's their physical bodies. Other people, it's, you know, components of the personality and other people, it's, you know, whatever else, like how they, how emotional they are. And I, one of the things that I try to practice doing is I try to practice seeing the divinity in that aspect that they cannot see it in, in themselves, Mm, because then it creates the space for them to be able to see it and for them to accept it. Because it's not like, you know, it's not like we're trying to beat that unproductive habit out of you. It's, we want to overlay it with that higher vibrational frequency so that it, it enables you to lift that component of yourself, to see it through the eyes of the Christ, to see it through the eyes of the higher self. Is your cat coming to play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, she's a little grumpy. She's got the corona. Oh, got the, shame. Slice. Yeah. No, she was trying to hop up on me, and her nails kept getting caught in my chi- in the chair, and then in my leg. <laughs> but no, I, I that is that's a really wonderful practice that you do that for your clients, and you know that's a lot of what the guides teach. And you know, mm-hmm. our own, you know, when we talk about making the world anew or benefiting the world, I think that really is such a big part of it. I we hold mm-hmm. so tightly all these ideas of what's good for us, what's bad for us, what's good for others, what's bad for others. And it causes so much strife and conflict. It really does. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these things through a shift of perspective of what it actually is, what we're actually doing there, why we're doing it and re-seeing that as something that can be of source, something that can be abundant, something yeah. that can be peaceful, can be good, creates such opportunity, I think, and power and mm-hmm. that is really important, I think, for us as a species moving forward of how we wanna how we wanna re-see things in the in the capacity and ability to then remake them for our benefit. Like we have to see it mm-hmm. differently first and then no other is possible. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that. So I was thinking maybe I'll read my card now. Oh my gosh, we didn't read your card? No, I just kind of told you what I thought or told you what came <laughs> out. But I think this 
<laughs> messed up. Messed but up. I, <laughs> Episode one. No, already, I think this is already. actually perfect. <laughs> okay, go for it. Go I for think it. though this is actually perfect, and you know we might actually do it like this every time, or we make up rules, new rules every time. But okay, so I, I love this. I think it ties together so beautifully. So this again is the serpent, which is knowledge and healing. And so it says the serpent's message is one of healing and gaining knowledge. Whatever situation you're in right now is meant for this purpose. The serpent also reminds you that knowledge is important. Perhaps it's time for you to read a book or listen to our podcast. And that's not what it says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Good yeah, card, that's exactly what it says. <laughs> or take a class in order to gain more understanding of your inquiry, or you may need to ask questions of others who know and can help you. Ask the serpent and you will be guided to the right answer easily and effortlessly. The serpent heralds success if you follow his signal. The serpent also lets you know that you may be suffering because there are aspects of yourself that are wounded and still need tending. Now is the time for this. Perhaps you need to rest, meditate, and allow the knowledge to come to consciousness. Or maybe you just need to sleep more. Another aspect of serpent energy like that is part. that each... Yeah, like, okay, nap time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here for that, is that each time you experience a healing or learn new things, you may need to shed your skin to adopt a new one. But don't worry. The serpent says that it's a necessary and beautiful thing. Mm. Isn't that wow, perfect? A lot of analogs. Yeah. And I, I feel like it meshes with my card perfectly too. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and episode, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think we messed up at all. I think we did. Perfect. <laughs> in divine time, yeah. in divine space. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's going to be the fun of this whole adventure for us is, I mean, I know we could probably talk for days. So, but, <laughs> but we won't, we'll save some for next time. But I do think that that's the beauty of this is that we can just kind of have fun with it and enjoy the journey and let it unfold as it does. And we'll be here for our millions and kajillion bajillion listeners. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think this was super fun, successful first episode. Like you said, I think it all that ended up working out perfectly, which is of course, you know, how it's, how it happens. So, you know, In you ever get time. mad at it? Where it's like, oh, fuck, of course it worked out perfectly. Like, just once, I wish it didn't, you know, so that the ego could be right. Just like, no, I wish it kind of I just never feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, Tom put that out there. I do not agree with that. I, no, thank you. <laughs> I will take no, it. I, I like can. being in flow. <laughs> you have lost your damn mind. <laughs> I'm happy it worked out perfectly, but it's also a little bit annoying. You know, it's like the kid who gets every question right to every every answer to every mm. question. It's like, oh god, just get something wrong already. God, we get it. You're smart. Screw you and your clear cognizance. <laughs> I love um, it. All right. Any closing words? What do you What do you have? What do you have for our, our dear sweet listeners? Man, I've got some heart fire, some really lovely energy. And if you would like to accept it, it has ignited. It's one of the kind of energies that I work with when I do healing work. And so if you're open to it and you'd like to accept it, you know, this works through time and space too. So it is here for you now.
Um, and it's but it only hot. comes if you subscribe. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's exactly right, how we'll it works. <laughs> Actually, we kind of do, but I like that rule. <laughs> There's the old ego again. <laughs> yeah, right. Now it's like, up, oh, our fire gone. You don't deserve it anymore. You fucked it up. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> I will happily accept it, Carly. Listeners, yeah. you should take it too. It's good stuff. I love it. This is super fun, Tom. Yeah. And I love that we're both in a place where we're able to kind of work this into our schedules. You know, it's, it's wild to think about like you're what you're, what you've recently turned, you're 25, 26. How old are you these days? 27. 27. Oh, 27. Oh, wow. You're like, okay, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Dutch's door. (laughs) No. Okay. You shut your mouth because I turned 40 in like a few months. So, and that even is not old. And I tell you, now that I'm approaching 40, I feel younger than I ever have been. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I think it's really cool that we're both kind of in a position here where we're able to kind of do this. And I'm super grateful for this. And this is a ton of fun. And I look forward to keep doing this with you. Me too. Me too. All right. What about this for the podcast name? Okay. Heart fire. With Carly yes! and Tom. Right? That's dope. It's pretty cool, I love right? It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we probably would come during like the episode. <laughs> I love it. I feel like we need like a so hard fire with like what do we do? You know? Hmm? Like it needs a little like we need to explain it maybe to somebody. Nobody knows what that means. We made that up. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Okay, fair. Yeah. Fair. But I I like it. I do like it. I think that feels good. Yes to heart fire. Okay. That's a good start. Yeah, and I'm getting some applause here. Like, other people think this is a good idea. Like, other not physical Aww. people. Yeah. Oh, that's, cool. <laughs> that's sweet of them. Tell them thank you. Tell them they can be yeah. part of our one bajillion listeners if they so wish. But tell them oh, to yeah, subscribe. We need good I don't reviews think that's too. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm get on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe. Oh my god, that's so funny! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. All right, all right. I like that. Let's let's call it Heartfire, and then next episode, yeah. let's 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 dive into that. Let's like work work some of that. Okay. That sounds good. No I'm planning, for of it. course, but we can just we can just you know talk about what that means to us and kind of meditate on it, and then come back mm-hmm. and, and integrate that into part of our our next episode too. I love it. Yeah, and we're not going to plan anything. It's more fun when we don't plan it. I think. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm yeah. all for that. Less work for me okay. too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to show up and see what happens. Yeah. That's my life. I think motto. that's a great plan. <laughs> Love it. Mine too, actually. <laughs> Which is why we're great partners for this. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right, awesome. y'all. Well, thank you for listening. This will be up on all your favorite podcast hosts. So find it anywhere. If you do have a physical body and you're listening, feel free to throw us a subscription. But if you don't have a physical body and are listening, we love you just as much anyway. And we're we're just as happy and blessed of your presence. We will be back. I don't know exactly when, but it will be sooner than 
sooner than later, which is yeah. which is all I'll say there. And yeah, just keep in touch. You can always yeah subscribe, throw us a review, whatever. Carly, this was fun. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thanks for the collaboration. All right, bye, y'all. Bye.